Hello, Karen. Good to have you here. Um, Karen, for BBC One's Ripper Street, you composed and performed the music to the opening song of Series 2, Episode 3. Uh, so what was shooting Ripper Street like? Maybe we'll start with that. Wow. Uh, well, it was quite an experience, I can tell you. Um, it, it's sort of one of those things that um, happened to me by accident. Uh, I was actually living in Finland at the time, of all places. <laughs> and uh, I was working as an artist in residence over there. And I was contacted by an Irish casting agent to see if I would be free uh, to audition for uh, a little part for a singer. And, uh, and they said, look, it's right up your street because I had been doing cabaret at the time, still am actually, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I use the word cabaret, but of course that can mean anything to anybody. But, um, but I, I certainly started out um, singing songs from that particular era. And uh, so I said, oh, I'd be totally on for that. That sounds great. And then very unusually, they asked for uh, us to audition with, they gave us this old 19th century poem that's anonymous, mm. um, called Eight Little Whores. And they said, just sing something to it or whatever. And I tried, I tried finding songs and, you know, trying to change the, the you know, adapt the words to the, the music of a different song or whatever, and nothing was working. And I thought this is a bit, you know, I, I want to do a good audition, a good self-tape. And in the end, I just decided, you know, it would be much easier for me to make up the music myself. So I did. Um, and I worked it out on my guitar in my room up in <laughs> where I was staying in Finland and at the time. And I... Uh, I got my musicians to pay it, play it and I dressed up for the part and I, you know, made a tape and I sent it off and they really, really liked it. And, and then when they said, um, we'll fly you over uh, to Dublin to shoot it um, because Ripper Street, as you probably know, was, yeah. was shot in Dublin. And um, when, I, when we were in negotiations, the director who was going to be shooting that particular episode said that he really liked what I had done with the poem and that they, he wanted to use that particular melody for the song. Um, and so I got together with my pianist and we I, I wrote out a chart and my pianist and then put it into, you know, his uh, Sibelius. <laughs> mm -hmm. He managed to put it into, I had written out the chords and the music and I sang it for my pianist and so on. And so my pianist made a chart and we um, sent it off to the uh, show's um, composer, uh, the, the director of music for the show, Dominic Scherer. And uh, yes. so for the actual episode, they uh, Dominic uh, made a, a lovely arrangement that was very reminiscent of the era with lots of brass and horns and so on and it was uh, it was great fun so so uh, so it was lovely to see that come alive and um and so then on the day when we were shooting on the few days we were shooting it was quite spectacular because we had been brought in for rehearsals and everything and as I was saying it was shot in Dublin in uh, disused uh, barracks army barracks called Clancy barracks and mm. They literally transformed this hall into a, a Victorian music hall and you, it was unrecognizable. They built the entire set and it was, it was so beautiful. So on the day when we were shooting it, uh, it really felt like you were in a Victorian music hall, you know, it was absolutely gorgeous with the proscenium arch and everything. And, 
And then the whole scene was a, a kind of a, a very elaborate opening that in fact uh, was a sort of a wink heavy, uh, if you like, a version of um, this song was was a wink heavy version of of trying to uh, say whoa ho, you know Jack Jack mm. the Ripper was such a lad I mean it was you know obviously yeah. in very poor taste um, uh, for anyone who, you know who who suffered from from him, uh, from from what happened but uh, mm. it was very much of the time that kind of style and so right. I, I enjoyed performing it um, yeah so they went to great lengths to to do a little. Uh, tableau of events and make it quite o over the top, you know, deliberately so. So yeah. it was a, a wonderful time. Mm. Yeah, I remember the scene, and of course, uh, not of course, but I also um, talked a bit to to Dominic Shira once because I really liked the music, so I got in, in touch with him too. And yeah. uh, this whole soundtrack, basically, the whole Ripper Street soundtrack, including this song Eight Little Horse," was was. Uh, for, for some time when, when I wrote uh, one, of, one of my books, it was kind of the soundtrack for this book because I kept listening to it to get into this mood, into this atmosphere. So oh my goodness. thank you very yeah. much. You were also, you were also <laughs> part of, of that process. Yeah. So, yeah. but it was not unusual for you to, to kind of write and perform a 19th century musical song. Uh, no, well, it was just one of those things that happened, but I, I did, certainly growing up, I, I grew up to that kind of music. Um, my mom, my mother's mother were, uh, grew up in England and uh, had English connections. So uh, basically we grew up with all of those kind of um, Burlington Bertie, um, Lily of Laguna, those mm -hmm. kind of songs, you know, and we would frequently have sing songs, you know, uh, around uh after dinner and things like that and it was a, a wonderful time so i was very familiar with that style of music you know and and also that style of comedy actually um and so in my own shows i tend to try and incorporate comedy and music a lot of the time because i think some they work very well together actually you know they do um, yeah yeah i mean uh, you're a singer actor composer writer and, and a diva as i read on your homepage. So professional yeah so uh, <laughs> Tell us a bit about about you and what you do, Karen. Uh, well, I I guess um, everything I've done has sort of arrived by accident because uh, I, I started out life as a, a, a lawyer, and uh, as soon as I qualified as a barrister, I I had this moment where I thought, gosh, I wonder, you know there are there seems to be something that I want to do and I'm not quite sure what that is and again by accident while I was waiting to travel to another country and getting a visa uh, to go to it was either America or Australia I was waiting to go there for mm -hmm. just just for a couple of months I ended up doing an acting course and the rest is history <laughs> once I once I enrolled uh, I really really enjoyed it and I particularly loved the improvisational acting co course that we were doing at the time but um, yeah, it was it was super. It was great fun. Um, I think my parents thought she'll grow out of it, <laughs> <laughs> so they were in fact very supportive. Um, and uh, you know, all these years later, I'm still doing it. So, yeah. so uh, because out of acting, I really got interested in directing. So in the early stages of acting, I also directed quite a few shows. And then um, I, I wrote some shows quite early on as well. 
So I had a, a, a if you like, a broad um, mix of theatre in me when I started doing comedy. Um, I joined this comedy act called The Nulas, mm-hmm. and uh, I was with them for a number of years. And that was super because we got to travel around, you know, to um, all the different festivals. We were, you know, we were in Edinburgh Festival for many years, but we also went to Australia. And uh, and then I just really from then I then I finished with the uh, Nulas and I I really wanted to do my own solo shows. And the difference was that with the Nulas, it was 100 percent comedy, whereas with my own shows, I wanted to explore um, the dramatic side of things as well. And so so that's how it started, really. I I think I started um, doing the works of um, trying to interpret some of the songs of, you know, Jacques Brel and Mm. uh, Piaf and Kurt Weill. And that's how I started off. And then bit by bit, I started sneaking my own songs into the shows. And uh, and then, you know, then I recorded my first album and that was really exciting. And then I recorded my second album. Gosh, I don't know how many years later, almost not nine years later, I think it was (laughs) when I could afford it. Well, luckily enough, you didn't uh, grow out of it. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> but I think you would have been a very good barrister. There, there would have been. A, you, I think you probably would yeah, have been. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, what musical and and yeah, what, what what projects are you currently working on right now? Um, well, in 2019, I was lucky enough to get some development money from the Irish Arts Council. And I had this idea to do a project called Warrior, which was, um, which is a project about, uh, it it sort of explores the idea of a patient in a medical environment. And so what I did was uh, I wrote uh, a treatment for the piece and for for theatre, and then I worked with some musicians and actors and together then we presented I think it was 20 minutes or 30 minutes of the proposed piece in like a rehearsed form and it went down very well and then based on that I got funding to put on the full piece but then unfortunately Covid happened and so everything had to be put on hold. So it's given me a really good um, uh, opportunity to work a little further on the music so what I'm actually doing right now I'm never I'm just right beside my piano here never too far <laughs> from the you can play piano. a song for us if you like <laughs> <laughs> um, well it's such a luxury to have one because for years I was always like traveling around I would make some be lucky enough to have the guitar or sometimes I didn't have any musical instruments so I would use a tin whistle when I was trying to compose mm-hmm. and then wait till I could get to a place where, where there was a proper piano but um, I've been working on the music for this piece, Warrior, because it's it's a it's a combination of music. It's a sort of a collaboration between artists and musicians, and I, there's a lot of music in the piece. But it's a very theatrical piece, and it it it's sort of um, I I think. I have a feeling that the uh, majority of the work will will actually find its way into my new album, actually, um, because I'm very interested in it's a different development from the previous album. And um, 
it kind of excites me. It's it's a it's a fairly serious piece, but with all serious things, I always that's the moment where I put most comedy into because I think, uh, you know, with the very uh, dramatic things in life, there are moments where you laugh hysterically, you know, and it's not out of any malice or ill will. It's just life is kind of hysterical at times, and we're we're just keeping a lid on things sometimes. So I think the idea of a patient uh, being medicalized, um, how we medicalize, how we medicalize death actually, and how we medicalize grief in a way, is you know something that really interests me. And all those themes will be um, dealt with in the piece. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, finishing the things I've about. I don't know about a hundred songs in my phone um, already <laughs> and I think when I go back to edit them all I'd say a lot of them are the same song in, in a, a different version of the same song and I think that's the way the brain works sometimes yeah. when you're composing. Right it does. So when, when can we expect your next album? Uh, well, I'm. I suppose the impetus for it is to is to finish this uh, warrior piece, and once that is done, I think I'll I will then work on bringing the music from that towards a new album. So um, as soon as I can afford it, really, <laughs> will hey, be the way. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know. I certainly and, will. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, thank you very much, Karen, for this Not very short interview. One of the first of the mini episodes that I've started. Um, anything you wanted to, to say, anything that I forgot to mention, anything you still want to mention? And, um, no, it's just wonderful to, uh, I think the great wonders of, you know, some of the positives that have come out of the last year really has been the fact that people who don't normally, we, we, you know, the wonders of Zoom and technology right. that uh, an interview like this can happen because, you know, a year ago, this was uh, something that wasn't really possible uh, or if it were right. possible, not many people knew about it, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that that it has created new links and, and, and it has made the word, the world, a, a smaller place, which, and that's a good thing, you know, I mean, there's lots of awful things that are happening and we could talk about those, but I, I think it's very important right now to, to focus on the positives and, right. um, you know, you're absolutely right. I thought the same, we got used to it to, to, talk to people like that and yeah the, the world becomes a smaller place you, you get in touch with people that are that you normally wouldn't really think about getting in touch or where you would think of how I would go over to Ireland to have a talk probably not but this way <laughs> you know <laughs> much easier and it's, it's it's still very nice to, to do it that way yeah, yeah. okay no, so thank you very much well thank you Phil it's been an absolute delight <laughs>